What's up, friends? I hope you are having a good day. Hey, I just wanted to jump on before this episode and tell you I love you and I apologize again. It's been a little bit crickets. I hate going a whole week without uploading an episode. And it's not because of lack of effort. I literally have six episodes in the queue. My editor, Will, is absolutely amazing. It's just been a crazy week and a half. And I have not delegated this part of uh, the podcast to someone else to do. So anyways, but life is good. I'm so grateful. It's just been a little bit nutty. My son, Zach, we could use your prayers. He broke his ankle and it's in a little bit of an awkward place. We were praying it was just ligament damage, but it ended up being a full on break. We're taking care of him over here. So anyways, and last weekend, I've just been exhausted this week, but in like the most refreshing way I can't I can't even describe it. Last weekend, I had the privilege of serving on a retreat in the mountains, and it was incredible. And just a shout out to all my Walk to Emmaus family. I love you guys, and I'm so grateful uh, to do this life with you. So it's such a privilege just to be able to go and serve and speak and just love on people on this retreat. And I came back so filled up and so loved on and so cared for and I just never want to take for granted the community that I have around me and within me now. And, you know, it wasn't always like that. I I lived very isolated and very lonely for a very long time. So if you're struggling with loneliness or isolation, I just want you to know I see you. It's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to breathe life into you and I want you to know you're not alone and you're not crazy and there's nothing fundamentally wrong with you and and all the things. So anyways, okay, you guys, I'm so pumped about the next several episodes. So we have one of our community members, Kilo Smith, who is absolute incredible man. He's he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and you'd think he'd be super intimidating. He used to work in a prison for many years, and his heart is amazing, and he has been through so much in his life, and he's sharing part of his story with us today. And so, you guys, this is holy ground. When we get to share parts of our story and be vulnerable and real and hopefully be able to encourage and empower others in their struggles in life. It's it's amazing. And so Kilo laid it out. Kilo was super raw and, and amazing. My coach had asked me to get four or five interviews in from people who had just gone through my coaching program, the Feel Better Journey, because we're about to open doors next week. And so, so my intention you know, was to do these interviews and hear their experience about the Feel Better journey. But oh my gosh, you guys, we got so much more out of these interviews. I mean, I shouldn't be shocked. My friends who went through the last round of the Feel Better journey are just incredible humans and that they're willing to come on and share their heart and their vulnerabilities is just so inspiring. And you guys, the community is what inspires me to keep going. So if you like hearing people's stories and you like hearing just all God has done in their life to be inspired. This episode is for you and the next several are truly for you because we're going to have some amazing community testimonies. You know, one of the reasons, the other reasons why I love that a couple of the guys are doing these testimonies is because I think for a couple of reasons, number one, I want men to know that they're welcome in the men's group of the Feel Better Journey that's, that's launching this coaching program, which you'll hear more about later on in the episode. But more importantly, it is so hard to be a man right now in society. And Kilo talks about the weight, just the pressure of being a man within Christianity and all of that. And so it's just the way he articulates it is so awe-inspiring. And I think it will 
bless any men listening and let you know that you are absolutely seen, you are absolutely welcome here, and that you're not crazy because you are struggling or feeling this internal pressure or external pressure, I should say, from society. But also, I think it's really good for us women to hear, especially if you've been hurt by men, especially if you've been hurt by men in the church, for us just to be reminded that there are really good men out there that we can do this life with. And so I just, I hope this episode encourages you. I'm so grateful for, for you all. So thank you for being here. If you're struggling today, I just want you to know you're not alone. And I just hope that this episode blesses you so much. The last like 15 minutes, Kilo really shares more of his story and you're not going to want to miss the end of this episode. That's for sure. So be blessed and we'll be in touch in a couple of days. I will be dropping several episodes in the next couple of weeks because I have got a bunch in the queue already ready to go. I don't want to overwhelm you all with them all today. So I'm going to drip them out there, but stay tuned. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Hi, Kilo. I am so grateful you are here. Hello. So I know I just said your name, but tell us who you are and why did you join the Feel Better Journey? My name is Kilo Smith. I joined the Feel Better Journey because I had been listening to your podcast pretty much since the podcast came about. I had really had been ministered to through the Holy Spirit by stuff you had said, uh, some of the stuff you had done, been kind of healing about how uh, looking back, the compassionate curiosity thought process of, of looking back without judgment toward your past and trying to figure out how that's affected your present and seeing what you could do to kind of bring healing and stuff like that. I love it. That's all, I didn't know you've been listening that long. Yeah, pretty much since you since you launched. That's amazing that you're my one listener that's been with me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's amazing. I loved having you in this round of the Feel Better Journey. And you guys, just for reference, so this was the first time I'd ever done a group with men. And I scored, I think I hit the jackpot with like just awesome men. Yeah. But this group was amazing. And you were just, you were just so great to get to know. And you were just so amazing. So I, I love you. I adore you. So I'm so grateful you're part of our community. Had you ever gone through a course like this or a program like this? Or was group coaching new to you? Like, tell us about that. Yeah. Group coaching was new to me. Now, you know, being a standard evangelical Christian guy, I'd been in you know small men's groups all over the place. That some that were more open than others. Been through a couple different therapists over the years, but you know, short of them pointing out, "I here's how you're messed up," I didn't really get anywhere. So when your podcast launched, and I was listening to it because of you know being aware of you and stuff like that and what you were doing, it really drew me in. 
it wasn't like I was going to be on for 90 minutes on the podcast. It would be 20 minutes something. It would always be encouraging. It would be emphasizing being vulnerable and being open and being honest both with yourself and with everybody else around you. When you can take down those guardrails you know, and just be authentic and stuff like that, it just was amazing how much easier your life could be. So, I had never been through a group coaching or any other experience like this until this happened other than just trying to be, you know, honest at a men's retreat where you say what you're struggling with and what you're hurting with. Yeah, totally, totally. One of the guys had shared with me that they were so excited about this group. We were about halfway through the group and this wasn't Kilo, this was another guy, but yeah. he had said, oh man, I, Danny, I, I'm so refreshed by this because most men's groups, all we talk about are, we complain about our wives or we talk about porn. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, I love that. That's not what we're talking about. Like we're talking about the deeper issues in life and not just these other two issues, which are very important issues. And that's great that there's a place and space for men to process those, but. But they're not really root issues. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we're dealing with limbs, but we're not dealing with roots. So exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So Kilo just talked about not dealing with the root issue. So one of the things that we talk about in the program, you guys, is, you know, we all have symptoms in life, right? Like our behavior, our reactions, you know, the things that the choices that we do. But what's the cause? Like when you're sick, you don't just treat the symptoms, you get to the root cause of what caused those symptoms. And so that's what we're talking about here dealing with those deeper issues so that we can find some healing, so we can find some peace, so we can deal with why we feel unworthy or why we feel like we can't trust anybody or, you know, why we feel anxious all the time. Like we, we deal with kind of the root issues to be able to bring those into the light and hopefully have Jesus bring some inner healing into those places or at least make peace with ourselves with our struggles, right? Because some of our struggles are never going away, right? Like that's just, no. that's the reality. I mean, we're going to have human issues. So how do we learn to live well within our own particular human issues? Right. So that's awesome. Well, okay. So you'd never done a course or program. Were you afraid to jump in? Like, what were you afraid of if you were afraid? Were you nervous? Were you anxious? Were you, or were you like, how did you feel? There's always a bit of reticence to vomit your many issues out in front of people that you've never met before. But because I had in previous situations, you know, men's groups or, or men's retreats or something like that, I had found that, yeah, it's nerve wracking, but it's healing also. I was like, okay, let's let's go. So, yeah, I was a little nervous, but, you know, I'd done it before to that degree, not to this level, not to this level. Because, uh, again, instead of just saying what I struggled with, I had to get to root causes, what my default positions were and how I arrived at them, whatever it was. And that was something I was aware of, but I didn't focus on. So, for instance, I had texted you at one point, like about two weeks in, because you had said that we needed to start journaling or doing pages. That actually scared me. Yeah, I was, I'm listening to your podcast before that week of what we're supposed to do, and you're talking about journaling. And I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a decently large guy. I worked at a prison for so many years, and what am I scared of? I'm scared of owls and journals. <laughs> right? Yeah. Those are my fears, you know. And so when uh, when we met with the guys, I was I brought this up and I was like, yeah, how many riots have I been in and all this other stuff? But what am I scared of? I'm scared of writing down my thoughts to that depth of a level. Uh, you know, I, writing down thoughts is one, thing. but you know, at that point during the journey, uh, it was stuff about your childhood and how these things affected you, and you had to cognitively map that out. How these trajectories got you to where you are. And I had a 
vague impression of how they got there, but to have to write it down, I was kind of like, I don't really want to feel this again. But uh, you told me to throw the pages away as soon as I was done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I'll just write it down, get it out, do it. So uh, again, I was doing it again Sunday. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Right, because sometimes we think, oh gosh, where am I going to hide the journal? What am I going to do with the journal? <laughs> that was Who's it. Who's going to read the journal? I, you know, I write these pages, right? And I don't even reread them. I just write them and throw them away. It's Nothing. it's like purging. It's getting that poison out of our body. Well, it was the way I kind of felt about it. It was a way of taking the gumbo of thoughts that are stewing around in here and I had to organize them in order to put them on paper. Yeah. And when I had to organize them, it stopped being this free-floating mess of, of dysfunction. And it became an actual cohesive thought as one thing. And then it was a, a little easier to process than just being, yeah, I'm jacked up and here's all this bubbling, the bubbling crude up here in the, the brainstem. I love that. I'm so proud of you because you're right. So many of us just sit in judgment of ourselves. Like, I'm just jacked oh, yeah. up. I'm just screwed up. I'm just, I'm, I have so much regrets. I'm a loser. I, you know, even though we don't maybe publicly say these things, it's what we yeah. privately feel about ourselves. Oh, yeah. Right? Where if we can deal with them and figure out where those voices in our head came from, right? And why they're there. And then respectively start to evict some of those voices, start to <laughs> evict some of those beliefs that don't suit us anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Even the 30-day notice. Yes. Exactly, right? What would you say your biggest breakthrough was or what was one of your breakthroughs you had in the program? The biggest breakthrough in the program was Here's one that it just, just occurred to me that you were having us do the root and fruit exercise. And I think I had mentioned to you when we were in the group that one of the things I saw is that this function of the root that caused something, you were having us draw different fruits on this apple tree of, of you know. So I could say abandonment issues in childhood created a certain people-pleasing attitude or a certain uh, codependency, uh, stuff like that. And while that's true, and it creates negative things. I also found that from those negative things, a different fruit was right alongside of the negative things, positive. Okay, yeah, I'm codependent, but I also am concerned about the welfare of those around me. Different things. I mean, you know, you could argue that that's from a state of codependency, but the fruit is still the good fruit. Amen. So it was kind of like, okay, then I'm back to my thought process of if I believe that God is concerned with our lives. And I believe he's intimately involved in our lives. And I believe he doesn't waste pain. And this dysfunction that causes, creates havoc and stuff like that can also bear good fruit. 100%. And I didn't think about that that clearly until you actually had us draw these little apples and write them for things on, the, on those papers. And then all of a sudden I was kind of like, okay, that which has messed me up has also been a benefit. Oh, I love that. Here's where our imperfections become our blessings. You know. Kilo, I love that. Well, in... So, you are one of the most loyal people I know. Oh, this kind. I wonder if your loyalty was not maybe birthed through that abandonment as well. Because, yeah. you know, I see it in your own life. You don't abandon people. Yeah. No. You're loyal. And so, I think when we can begin to see the positive sides of the negative things in our life that have happened to us, yeah. that's, that's magical. Right. So, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Some good stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that abandonment stuff. I mean, and so many of us struggle with abandonment things from yeah. life that have happened. And so we look at it like it's just such a negative thing, which it is. And it's definitely, we're all paying the price for it. But also, okay, what 
what are some of the positive things that have come out of it? And you guys, it's not like magic. It doesn't happen overnight, but no. it's, it's a process. It's through the process you can begin to reveal these things and God reveals these things to us. So I, I love that. Yeah. And it's, 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 not a, it's not a Pollyanna-ish way where I'm going to pretend the negative isn't there. I guess that's the thing that occurred to me the most is it's not me painting on the Christian smile and pretending I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Yeah, it's not that thing. What it was, was I saw that the same issues that caused certain aspects that I struggle with were also the same issues that created fruit that has actually blessed me and my family and those around me. And I wouldn't have got there if it hadn't been for the negative. That could preach all day. Yeah. <laughs> I just, man. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, one of my other questions that I really wanted to ask you was, what was it like to sit with other like-minded people, men? You were in the men's group. So yeah. what was it like to sit with other like-minded men and to process this stuff and to support you through the program and then to watch them and their transformation as well? To me, it was really interesting because we had a diverse section of guys. Uh, we we really did. Really did. You know, I was older by a number of years than, than the other guys, but we had similar struggles that we arrived at through different means, different avenues in our lives. You know, there was a, a total dichotomy of backgrounds, but we were all kind of basically in the same place. And all it needed, I remember one, one particular time, it was one of the early ones, but all we needed was one guy to be honest about one thing. And all of a sudden, it was off the races and everybody wanted to talk about something. and Everybody was bringing up a struggle and everybody was... And for me, it was amazing how much the struggles were similar. Not exact because we're individuals, but I remember one of the guys sharing that he couldn't stop himself, but he was twice as hard on himself for something than he would ever be on anybody else. And of course, you know, my mental, you know, third grade hand went up and go, that's me too. You know, or how I will remember remember forever the how horrible I was in seventh grade to stuff Mark Captain into a trash can. And it bothers me to this day. But but it was again it was kind of this thought process of how come I can't show grace to myself that I wouldn't show to anybody else? How can I can't show the forgiveness to myself for my own failures that I would show to anybody else? Or rather, I should say, how can I not accept God's forgiveness wow. for what I've gone through as if or what I've done? You know, think like, yeah, everybody else deserves to be forgiven, but you know, I was really, you know, as if I had a, this, this uber level of bad behavior or something like that. Anyways, with all that being said, it was uh, it was interesting to see how just about all, all four guys struggled in one degree or another, the same type of things. And it wasn't just one thing. That was just one example. Other things of how we dealt with our marriages and how we struggled with the expectations of what the man is supposed to do within the agile Christian culture and those type of things, how we try to live that out with ourselves while we're working through the mess of, of whatever we made or whatever was done to us in the past. So, and I hope I answered your question. You did. Oh my gosh, that was so rich. And I loved working with you men. Like it was such a privilege and honor. And I just felt so good to just be in the room, listening to your hearts and watching your process and watching it all unfold. It was such an honor and I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you guys are incredible. Can I do a fruit and root thing with you real quick? Can we do a little- Please. Can we do a little coaching? Of course. 
coaching time. Let's do coaching time. Well, I just, I heard you say something and I just, as your coach, I don't want to just let it walk by, but. Oh, cool. You know, seventh grade Kilo who stuffed that boy. Yeah. In the trash can. Yeah. Right? You, it still burdens you? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Well, first of all, that's so sweet that it still burdens you because how many men made those choices and are just kind of like <laughs> gruff and like, well, he deserved it and who cares and hard hearted. So I actually kind of love your tender heart that it still bothers you because I think it just shows your humanness and your kindness and all that. But yeah. can you picture a little seventh grade Kilo? Yeah. Yeah. What was he feeling that season of his life? What I was going through that I think would, would affect this was I was in desperate need of approval of a group. I was in desperate need of some sort of validation about a group that I was not very validated in. Mm -hmm. This was the 70s. I had short hair when everybody else had long hair and I had Buddy Holly glasses. Wow. But I was also about a foot taller than everybody else. So when this kid was being, you know, Mark was kind of a troubled kid. He was kind of annoying. But make no mistake, the, the bad part is, is, is I assumed the role of the bully because I picked him up and put him in. But I did it because everybody else was egging stuff and I got the validation of the group, mm -hmm. which I was so desperate for. 100%. And then, you know, the part that gets back to you when you get older is you said, yeah, you were a bully so that everybody else would show you the love and affection you were craving. That's kind of the wrong way of going about it. Yeah. Well, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Right. So, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I was seventh grade. It wasn't like the elevator went all the way yeah. up on these type of, you know, ramifications of, you know, what you're doing. But- You still had 15 years before your your brain was even fully formed. <laughs> right. It was not fully formed. It was not. It was just like a little nut, like a little- Oh my gosh. It was like a BB in a boxcar rolling around in there. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So you can have understanding for yourself. Like it sounds like you do a good. I can. I wasn't much different than everybody else. Right. Uh, I can say that much. You know, everybody else has the same type of things that they go through. It just, for me, it bothers me because nobody wants to be the bully. Yeah. Or at least I don't think anybody should want to be the bully. And it was. Yeah. Viewing that type of behavior as I view it now, it bothers me that I was involved in it then. Yeah. So not to the point where I sit there and beat myself, but I, you know, I can bring it up and say, yeah, here's where I, I fail. Well, and the beautiful part to me is seeing you be able to talk about it in such a like humble, kind, honest way. Like, of course, it still bothers you because you're human. And yep. honestly, it's kind of beautiful that it bothers you. And I think also just looking at your life, I know that you're a rescuer of people. And so I wonder if that didn't kind of plant this like, I'm not going to harm people. I'm actually going to rescue people. I'm going to help people. I'm going to be there for people. And so I mean, Kilo, we all, there's decisions I made yesterday I wouldn't have made today, right. let alone 20 <laughs> years ago. Trust me. Right? You know, yeah. hindsight's always 2020. So I think to be able to talk about it in a, you know, in a healthy way is, that's huge. That's amazing. So I didn't need to coach you on this at all. You're, we're very, that's <laughs> where you're supposed to be. I mean, I, there's some of the stuff in our life or in our history, it is still supposed to kind of hurt. It's, it was hurtful stuff. It's like, yeah, but we're, you're not living under this cloud of shame or living under this cloud of I'm a bully. You're not a bully and you never even took on that role again. I mean, it's just. No. So it's beautiful to see. Well, it, it bothers me. But one of the things you just did is you said, okay, where was seventh grade goofy kilo in 1976 when this happened? What was his brain like? And I said, well, here's where it was. So when I had to say, well, here's what I was doing. 
I wasn't just thumping my chest. I was seeking affirmation and approval because I felt marginalized. I love what you just said. And where young Kilo was just looking for this validation. And to be honest, right. that's all we're all desperate for. We have seven basic needs as a humanity, right? Right. They say it. So it's like belonging, acceptance, to be seen, like all these just fundamental basic needs. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And if they're not met, we will try to find places to meet them. Like it's it's right. not even cognitive. It's like our unconscious beings go after comfort, go after peace. And it might we might try to find it in very dysfunctional ways. But it's all rooted in these fundamental needs that God actually planted in us long ago, right? Yeah. We need belonging. We need community. We need something. And if we don't get it in the proper place, we'll find it in the, in the, in the improper place. 100%. 100%. I mean- But what we won't ignore it. We're going to somehow find it. For sure. I mean, even, I, you know, I talk about my, my alcoholism or my addiction stuff. I drank for really good reasons. I was trying to feel better. I was trying to, and I didn't have any other coping skills at the time. So right. like- that coping skill of, of drinking or using something to medicate, it works for a season until it doesn't work. And then it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Right. So we yeah. do very dysfunctional things for very good reasons. Yeah. Right. All of that. It. It's whatever you're trying to numb is because there's something there to numb. Uh, whatever mechanism you're using to do it. For sure. That means there's something they're hurting. And then the, the thing that, you know, they could bring one of the being... It's been almost 29 years uh, working in the prison system. And of course, you're surrounded with all kinds of gangs. And what is the gang but a fake family and a fake community where somebody gets a belonging that they don't have otherwise? You will seek out validation. You will seek out approval. You will seek out these things. And if you don't get in the right place, you're going to find it somewhere. So true. It blows my mind that you worked in the prison system for 29 years. Yeah. That's what happened to my hair. I had to shave it to keep from grabbing it. You know, I love it. You guys can't see Kilo right now, but he shaves his head, so he's completely bald. And he's about 6'5", so yes. he's like, he, <laughs> you see him and you're like, for a second, you're intimidated. Then you see his big smile and you're like, this guy's a giant teddy bear. He is so kind and compassionate and just amazing. So Thank you. And I love that the prison system, I mean, God bless the prison system, but I'm I'm so grateful that it didn't like harden your heart and make you just a beast or a bear? It's a struggle, but I guess there's no real clean way to say it. I could sure say less religious way to say it. I honestly believe that you know, I was protected by the Holy Spirit and kept out of mischief and kept out of problems. And you know, I would still come home bruised up every once in a while. But again, as I mentioned to, uh, to you in the group, despair is a big deal within that system. And uh, oh. uh, at my current count, I have 13 people that I worked with uh, within the prison system that took their own lives in my time there. Now, granted, that was from 1986 until 2014, but it's a place that breeds despair. Oh. And I used to tell my guys that if you want a good day here, you know, I was a supervisor for a long time. If you want a good day here, you have to make it like your lunch. You're going to have to bring it with you because you're not going to get it here. You're going to have to bring your attitude. You're going to have to bring your sense of belonging, whatever, because you're not going to find it within these walls from what we do. Kilo, that is profound. That is profound. That is profound. You said two things that I'm blown away. Number one, we lost 13 people that I just saddens my heart. That breaks my heart. And that's just the one prison I worked in. Yeah. At. It's not statewide. No, that's, yeah. That's just so sad. And they're just despair is so potent. But yeah, the thing you said about the lunch and you got to, <laughs> if you want to have a good day, you got to bring. You got to bring a good day. Bring with you. There's something about that kilo because yeah. 
And it's such wisdom, right? Because we've talked about, you and I, about how yep. you know we try to find peace, joy, love, hope, validation outside of us and worldly things. It's like, it's got to come from within. Like, we've got to find these places within ourselves. Right. That's why we want to make peace with ourselves, right? Right. And make peace with the Lord and all of that. So, wow. It's amazing. The other theory I came up with was the biscuit theory. What's that? People are like biscuits. They may be a little flaky, but if you, you know, warm them up, apply a little butter, they're actually pretty good. I love you, Kilo. You guys, <laughs> we laughed the whole time with Kilo. Like, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And he's a great musician. So, before we get off oh, this uh, call, I have to, I'm going to put a link to a couple of your songs in the show notes. Okay. Um, that codependent song is like one of my <laughs> favorite. So, if, if anyone struggles with codependency, you have to listen to Kilo's song. It's phenomenal. Oh, that's kind. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You're, we're through our six weeks. You're actually jumping into the next round with, yeah. we're doing the 12 weeks because we reformatted the whole program because you guys said you wanted it to be longer, which I love. And thank you for giving me so much homework in the last three weeks. But was it worth it? Are you glad you did it? I am very glad I did it. I was very glad I did it. And I'm, I'm actually excited about that going on the next bit of the journey. Among the reasons was there was some of the stuff that we had to kind of gloss over when we met that I would have liked to be able to take a little bit more time on the individual lessons that one week we would have like four or five lessons that we'd be covering. And it was almost like sometimes, you know, we could have talked for 90 minutes on just one of the lessons. And so, to expand that, uh, I think is, is, is something I'm really excited about being a part of. That's awesome. Well, and that's why we're doing it because that was what everyone said, but we wanted more time with some of the material. So, I've been working, I've been, oh my gosh, Jim BB, my therapist, who you know and love and who it's, yeah. you know, such a part of this program and he comes in and he, he does one of the weeks with us, but he's been brainstorming with me. So, we've been expanding it and trying to make it moldable into a 12-week program. So, we're super pumped, but holy moly, I got some more audios to record for you guys, but I'm, I'm excited. So, okay. So, Kilo, what would you say? And obviously we have men's groups and we have women's groups. We do not co-mingle the groups yeah. for so many reasons. And Kilo and I were just talking about one of the reasons we don't co-mingle the groups. You know, men, a lot of men, if women are in the group, they're going to want to like protect the women or help heal the women or, you know, and so this is one of the reasons why we're keeping it at this point, just men's groups and just women's groups so that men have a safe space to process and yeah. to go through this. And I'm like the sister in the group, right? So kind of mama bear, mama hen, whatever. Yeah. I don't count as a girl, as a woman, right? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> kind of neutral there. But I guess I would ask you, what would you say to anybody, men or women? What would you say if, if they're unsure, if the feel better journey is for them? What would you say to them right now if they're like on the fence? I guess the first thing I would say is for me, it's I can't imagine somebody not getting something out of this journey that maybe not every lesson is something you struggle with. But just about everything that, that I went through in the six weeks I was with you, there was something that I had struggled with either currently or struggled with in the past. And in some ways, I'd been through them where I had certain ideas of how, how to process those over the years. But I think the themes that you pick are pretty universal. And that was the thing, like I said, with our four guys, everybody struggled. We struggled in different ways. We came to our struggle from different avenues. But the struggles were all, all kind of the same when you boil them down to gravy. Because everybody has different life experiences. 
Well, you mentioned that we're, we're hardwired for the same basic seven things. We're hardwired for love, belonging, acceptance, validation, authenticity, those, those type of things. So, we have to get to those roots of, of who we are and, and what's interfering us to getting to who we are and what we need. I love that. Somehow. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts or anything else you want to say? No, I guess I would just encourage anybody that is even thinking about the group to give it a shot. If you enjoy your podcast, which I do still to this day, I think I was listening to it yesterday, that I think if that type of vulnerability, if that type of authenticity and then trying to walk in that, it all speaks to what you find yourself needing. I really think this is the thing that you want to be involved in. I see nothing but an upside from giving this a shot. Thank you, Kilo. Yeah, I of course I agree, right? I, and we joke, it's kind of like Danny unplugged, right? Like my heart <laughs> is is so on the line with you guys because I just I want to help. What's up, friends? I want to invite you into the next round of the Feel Better Journey. We are taking it to the next level. This is going to be like the Feel Better Journey 2.0. I'm really excited. My coach has challenged me to extend my program into a 12-week experience so people have more time with the material, more time to connect within their groups. And you don't know what I'm talking about. The Feel Better Journey is my group coaching experience that I want to offer you guys and invite you to be a part of. We're launching middle of May. We're going to have one men's group and one women's group. Super jazzed about it all. We have two guests coming into the weekly sessions this time around. We have my therapist, Jim Beebe, and we have another therapist. Her name's Molly LaCroix. She's amazing. I actually just interviewed her for the podcast. They're going to come in and help facilitate one of the weeks each during our 12-week session. And so what comes with the Feel Better Journey? The Feel Better Journey comes with a private audio podcast. It's like Danny Unplugged. It's me sharing my life, my journey, how I have found like inner healing from just different things that I've experienced in my life, like shame and regret and worked and walked through like such anxiety and such depression and just struggles, right? Just struggles within family and within life. And I just kind of bear my soul and share all the the strategies and all the tips and all the tricks and and how I walk one day in time in true like God-given freedom. And so, you know, you guys, this love and this compassion of Jesus is so amazing and it's so tangible and it's so real. But how do we actually internalize this stuff? Like it's great to read about, great to hear about, it's great to worship Jesus, but how do we actually internalize these good gifts that he gives us and this is what the process is about it's about dealing with what are those things what's inhibiting you from actually experiencing more peace within yourself experiencing how worthy you really are and to walk in more freedom for yourself and more confidence and so that's what the 12-week feel better journey experience is about doors are opening next week so if you want to jump in please email me hello at dannysumner.com the link will be in the show notes, or there will also be a link in the show notes to jump on the wait list when doors open very shortly. You guys, I love you and I'd love to journey with you. And Kilo, we had talked about this, about when you come to the group, you don't have to share all your deepest, darkest secrets. You guys really didn't share everything at all. No. It was just what were you processing through that week and through that journey. And so it is, how do I want to say this, Kilo? Come as you are, right? Like, yeah. I don't want people to be intimidated, like, oh, they have to share all their dirty, dark secrets. No. But yet it is a safe place to process, right? So like we joke, 
what's said in the feel better journey groups stay in the feel better journey group. So like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. So, but how refreshing is it to have, to meet with people literally all over the country? Like Kilo, did you know anybody else going in? Didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody. And that now they're your brothers, right? You're still in touch with them. Yeah. No, these guys are great. I, uh, one of the guys had written a book. I picked up the book. I'm halfway through it. You know, just interesting stuff. I think as far as you not having to share your deepest, dark secrets, I think that's absolutely true. But what seemed to happen in the group I was in is all you needed was one guy to be authentic about a struggle or a hurt or something in the past. And all of a sudden, it was on and everybody was willing to do the same thing. Once somebody set the ground rules of, how we're going to do this and was was honest and open. Everybody else followed suit. So true. We so need it. We so need to be seen and to know we're not crazy with our struggles. I loved it. You're an inspiration. Yep. You really are. I mean, well, that's kind. I'm so honored that you're a part of this community and that we're better for it. Well, that's kind. Thank you so much. Well, will you pray for uh, the listeners? Yeah. Father, yeah, we just want to lift up anybody that's uh, listening to this podcast, Lord God, that's uh, that's struggling in any way with any of the things that we've uh, discussed, Lord God, belonging and authenticity and issues with abandonment or self-worth or any of these things that have been so so uh, crucial to them growing up or in their past. I pray, first of all, this for the peace of the, your Holy Spirit to come upon them. I pray, Lord God, for uh, just continued blessing on Danny and Jim and everybody else involved with the Feel Better journey. And... Uh, that you would continue to just let your fruit grow out of the lives of those and bring healing to those that have been hurt or wounded in the past, Lord God. And we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this avenue. And we just ask for your blessing on all those who would listen and join in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.